Hello, welcome again to the We'll Preach for Food podcast. By now, you probably know, my name is Doug. I'm a pastor here at Faith Lutheran Church. We're based out of Shelton, Washington, a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. I want to thank you for making this podcast part of your day. And at any point, if you want to learn more about faith, uh, you can go to our website, www.faithshelton.org. Today's podcast imagines Jesus going to school. Do you ever think about that? Do you imagine what kind of a student he might have been? What he would have learned? What would it have been like to be one of his teachers? Today's message uh, considers a story between Jesus and a teacher of the law and about a Bible verse that Jesus would have memorized when he was a boy, something called the Shema, Shema Yisrael, Hear, O Israel. This Bible verse that Jesus memorized helps him keep the main thing the main thing even when the situation gets really hard. And the main thing, as Jesus recalls and as we'll see today, the main thing is love. So by the end of this podcast, I hope that you'll experience God's love for you. I also hope that you'll learn a little bit more about how you can share that love with others, maybe even with yourself. You might even learn some math. So please open your Bible to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verse 28. And we begin, we begin with a prayer. This is a verse 4 of, a, of an Advent hymn called, Awake, Awake, and Greet the New Morn. The verse goes like this. Rejoice, rejoice, take heart in the night, though dark the winter and cheerless. The rising sun shall crown you with light. Be strong and loving and fearless. Love be our song, and love our prayer, and love our endless story. May God fill every day we share, and bring us at last into glory. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 12th chapter, beginning at verse 28. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked them of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You're right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, all, all your understanding and all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And then when Jesus uh, saw that he had answered wisely, Jesus said to him, you're not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one else dared ask him any more questions. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And dear brothers and sisters in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, let's see a show of hands. How many of you ever went to school? What's that? A few of you? What are some things that you had to memorize or learn by heart when you were growing up? When you were going to school, how many of you learned to put your right hand over your heart and, and begin to recite, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America? 
How many of you, when you were first learning the alphabet, learned the song A, B, C, D, E, F, G? Or maybe you got into math, into geometry, and you learned that C equals the square root of A squared plus B squared. Or maybe you went to church and learned uh, a prayer that we pray every, every week, Our Father, who art in heaven. Or you went to confirmation class and every one of those articles of the, of the small catechism ended with the phrase, this is most certainly true. So most of us went to school. And Jesus went to school. He must have. Every Jewish boy back then and now went to at least a little bit of school. Uh, when Jesus went to Torah school, he had to memorize stuff. I expect he was really good at it, probably annoyingly so. Growing up, he had to learn everything, right? He had to learn the Hebrew alphabet. Aleph, Beit, Gimel, Dalit, Hey, Vav, Zion, Chet, Tet, Yod, Kaf, Lamed, Ben, Nun, Samak, Ayank, Pei, Sin, Shin, Tov. I don't know if I got all those right, but I'm not Hebrew. Anyway, he probably didn't learn the Pythagorean theorem, but as a, as a carpenter, his dad must have taught him that if you have one piece of lumber that's three lengths long and you make it square with a piece of wood that is four lengths long, you're going to need a piece of wood that's five lengths long to make a right triangle. The length of hypotenuse C is equal to the square root of A squared plus B squared, after all. It's math. So Jesus would have had to memorize parts of the Bible, the Torah, things like the creation story and the Ten Commandments. He definitely would have memorized something called the Shema Yisrael. Hear, O Israel. Shema Yisrael. Yo, Israel, listen up. Shema Yisrael. Yahweh our God. Yahweh is one. Love Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. I mean, this was the Pledge of Allegiance of the Jewish faith. The beginning and end of every school day. Shema Yisrael, hear, O Israel, Yahweh our God, Yahweh is one. Love Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. One nation under God, indivisible, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is most certainly true. Of course Jesus went to school. Of course he had to learn stuff. It's the human experience, part of the mystery and wonder of Jesus of Nazareth that he's the word made flesh, the true God, son and father from eternity, and also truly a human being born of the Virgin Mary. It means he didn't come pre-wired with knowledge of first century Aramaic or certainly not 21st century English. I mean, he had to learn, Right? Learning is an essential quality of the human experience. And to help us learn, then and now, we have teachers. In Jesus' day, there were lots of teachers who specialized in teaching the Jewish scriptures, the Torah, and they were known as scribes, also known as teachers of the law, teachers of the Jewish scripture, the law and the prophets, the Torah. And in today's reading, Jesus is approached by one of these scribes, one of the teachers of the law, it says, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, asks Jesus of all the commandments, which is the most important? At the sound of the voice, I imagine Jesus sits up a little straighter and how quickly the words come out of his mouth, Shema Yisrael, hear, O Israel, Yahweh our God, Yahweh is one. Love Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. 
See, I imagine Jesus recognizes that voice. I imagine that Jesus smiles as he turns to see his old fifth grade teacher quizzing him once again. A little older, yes, but there he is. Because, you know, old teachers never die. They just lose their class. Disclaimer, I have no idea. I have no idea if this scribe once served as Jesus' fifth grade teacher. But he was somebody's teacher, and somebody once taught Jesus. And maybe this old teacher saw an old student that needed to hear a friendly voice, or maybe a student that needed to be reminded of what really matters for when life was getting hard. So the old teacher had one more lesson, the same old lesson. Of all the commandments, grasshopper, which one is the most important? What say you, Jesus? And Jesus answers, Shema Yisrael. Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our God, Yahweh is one. Love Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second, Jesus continues, is like it. And then he quotes Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, which says simply, love your neighbor as yourself. And he looks at his old teacher, in conclusion, he says, using his best oral presentation voice, there is no commandment greater than these. The end. (laughs) Impressive answer, Reverend Doctor, the teacher of the law replies. And he goes on to provide commentary. Your reply is spot on. What matters most is that we first recognize the sovereignty and unity of God, and then that we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you're also correct in connecting this first commandment with the second, that we must love our neighbors, those who bear the image of God. You have answered well, grasshopper. These commandments are more important than even the most expensive or elaborate burnt offering or sacrifice or religious display. See, old teachers never die. This is a timely lesson for Jesus, probably for the old man too. A reminder of the main thing. And so Jesus says, well, I learned from the best. And he says to the old man, you're not far from the kingdom of God, my dear sensei. Class dismissed. Shemei Yisrael, hear, O Israel. It's about love. The old teacher's question draws out from Jesus what Jesus needed to remember in the craziness of what turns out to be the last week of his life. The old teacher reminds us today what we need to know and remember in the craziness of life. What really matters? Why am I doing this? Is it worth it? The answer is love. (laughs) The answer is love, all for love. The love of God, the love of my neighbors, those created in the image of God. This is how we know what love is, one Bible writer says. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. That's 1 John 3.16. Jesus' life, and ours for that matter. It's not about winning arguments. It's not about sacrifices or burnt offerings or obedience to the law or good deeds or satisfying God's wrath or tricking the devil or solving some complex theological equation. No, the answer is love, all for love. Jesus came to demonstrate the love of God. God so loved the world, after all. So Jesus doesn't die on the cross because he has to. Any more than I get Brenda her coffee in the morning because I have to. 
I do things for Brenda because I love her, not because I have to. The cross, then, is also about love, not the fulfillment of a religious or legal obligation or, the, or some uh, theological equation. A plus B equals C. Jesus didn't lose a bet or draw the short straw. The Gospel of John frames the passion of Jesus, his suffering, death, and resurrection very clearly. This is what it says at the beginning of John chapter 13. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. And having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Shema Yisrael, listen up, people of God. It's all about love. By grace you have been saved, apart from works of the law. So let, from this story, let me give you three, three and a half takeaways. The first one is this. God loves you. <laughs> the cross shows God's love for you. Please, just sort of tap the brakes on all the theories and formulas and quadratic equations that talk about the significance of the cross or, or why Jesus had to die. Jesus precisely didn't have to die. No one takes my life from me, Jesus says, but I lay it down of my own accord. He said that back in John chapter 10. The saving activity of Jesus for us on the cross is an expression of God's love, not fulfillment of some divine law or religious obligation. The Apostle Paul uh, says the same thing in Romans chapter 3, verse 20. No one will be declared righteous in God's sight by works of the law. No, we are all freely justified by God's grace, God's love. Folks, Jesus loves you. That's why he died for you. And honestly, I think we diminish God's love when we try to explain the cross using some legalistic or religious equation. Love, it's all for love. And love is greater than any burnt offering or sacrifice. Shema Yisrael. The second thing is that love is the most important thing. Loving God, loving others, even loving yourself. Jesus demonstrates love by laying down his life for us. We also, that verse continues, ought to lay down our lives for our sisters and brothers. We not only receive God's love, but we also live into God's love because we're created in the image and likeness of God. Loving is what we're made for. So we love and we, and we serve, not because we have to, but because it's what we're made for. The Apostle Paul 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You've heard this before. You've gone to a wedding or something like that. Remember what he says. If I speak in the tongues of men or angels but don't have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have a gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I'm, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, I give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. No, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. 
Love is the most important thing. And the most important thing to know is that God loves you. So, Shema Yisrael, Shema faith. Keep the main thing, the main thing. How is it that we keep the love of God and our love for others at the fore? What kind of phrasing or, or slogans or verses can, can help us stay grounded and on track? Right now, the church council and staff are working on a new draft of a mission and vision statement for faith, one that reflects the timelessness of God's love and mission, as well as the context and character of this particular congregation today. Shema Yisrael, Shema faith, welcome home. <laughs> Energized by God's love, we grow closer to and more like Jesus. Energized by God's love, we make Christ known. Energized by God's love, we joyfully serve one another, our neighbors and all creation. How do we say this? How do we remember this? How do we keep the main thing the main thing? How do we stay aligned, focused, grounded, on track? Shema Yisrael. How shall we articulate our mission and our vision for today? So three main takeaways. God loves you. Love is the most important thing. Keep the main thing. The main thing is number three. And the fourth one, hey, thank a teacher. I mean, where would you be without them? Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Hope you'll check out our website, www.faithshelton.org, to learn more about the God of faith, the one revealed in Jesus Christ, the God who created you, who loves you, and has a purpose for your life. Sign up for our weekly emails, like us on Facebook, subscribe to this podcast, give a financial contribution by clicking on the online giving resources available. I want to thank Chaz for his production work on this podcast every week. I want to thank the people of faith for their ongoing prayers and love for one another, their love for God, their love for me. Thank you. Rejoice, rejoice. Take heart in the night, though dark the winter and cheerless. The rising sun shall crown you with light. So be strong and loving and fearless. Love be our song, and love our prayer, and love our endless story. May God fill every day we share, and bring us at last into glory. Amen. And all glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen.